0: is sort of awesome. Hello and welcome back, awesomes. You are listening to the show that is all about helping you be smart, strong, and social. We are in your earbuds every single week with all the awesome that you need to know, And you can also find us on Instagram at Sorta Awesome Show or over on Facebook in our Sorta Awesome Hangout group. This is episode 175 of the show, and we hope that by now you have made all of your holiday lists, you've checked them all twice, and that this whole holiday season has been filled with awesome for you. One really awesome way to end this year that would be such a gift to us is if you would take a moment to rate and review Sorta Awesome in Apple Podcasts. Lots of people use Apple Podcasts to find their newest favorite podcasts. So when you leave those ratings and reviews for us, it truly helps other people to find our show. And if you aren't on Apple Podcasts, we'd love to have you just tell a friend or an awesome family member that you're going to see over the holidays about how much you love Sorta Awesome. A super easy way to pass the show on to them is to just give them a link to our website, SortaAwesomeShow.com. Okay, like I said, this is episode 175. You guys, I'm very, very excited about this episode. I have to tell you, as I was doing a sort of year-end review, looking back over the episodes that we've created for you in 2018 for Sort of Awesome, one of the very top episodes most listened to most downloaded episodes of the year was back in February episode 132 that episode is called why are you like that and it was Kelly and I and our friendly Kramer talking about enneagram and relationships and that episode has landed with so many people that I thought this would be a perfect way to end 2018 if we could do another kind of deep dive into the enneagram so I thought what does it look like To experience the holiday season through the lens of the Enneagram. And I thought for this, we're going to need an expert. So I am so excited to bring to Sort of Awesome and to introduce you all, but probably lots of you all already know our guest today. It's Beth McCord. She is the Enneagram Guru at yourenneagramcoach.com. Hello, Beth, and welcome to Sort of Awesome. Hi, good to be here. So excited to be talking all about the Enneagram and the holidays. We're going to talk about the awesome for each type, what they bring that's really special and wonderful and unique to them at the holidays. We're going to talk about some challenges that we might face (laughs) as we navigate the holidays with our family and friends and even with ourselves for each type. And then we're also going to just kind of tune in and think about what a good, strong, healthy message for each of our Enneagram types is as we go in through the holiday season. So I am very, very excited to get to all of that in just a few minutes. But first, let's do go ahead and start this show the way we always do with our awesomes of the week. It's the moment in the show where we spend a little time just talking about the books or TV, the music, the movies, the podcasts, whatever it is, that's making life a little more awesome for us right now. So Beth, I'm so excited that you're here and I'm so excited that you brought some awesome for us this week. Yeah, it's got plenty of awesome here. (laughs) Perfect. All right. What do you have for us?
1: Yeah. So one of the awesome things that we've been doing as a family is just really talking through why we are experiencing what we're experiencing in any given moment so that we can gain clarity from one another. Because with the holiday seasons, as we all know, family can get a little tricky and sticky. Definitely. And so we've been kind of practicing just a little bit on getting clarity one of ourselves, but then asking for clarity from others instead of committing a suicide. Ooh, that's good. I like that. Isn't that a great word? And so often we think everyone should see the world or experience it or do it the way I do it. And when they don't, we get upset and, you know, confused and hurt and all this stuff. But if we would just ask some clarifying questions and make sure that our assumptions aren't wrong. That can yeah. save a lot of heartache and a lot of frustration and chaos and conflict.
0: That's so good. And I can see how then using like some clarifying questions to get clarity first for yourself, like kind of yes. checking in with yourself, like why is this bothering me? Or what about this is bothering me? And then once you kind of practice that with yourself, kind of turning those questions outward and yes, yeah, so just inviting that communication, which I I love that word, inviting people to really. Healthy communication and healthy positive mm-hmm. outcome. That's so yeah. great. Yeah. So, I love to hear how you're practicing in that as a family. And this is definitely the time of year when that yes. is needed so yeah. much. So, definitely. Well, thank yeah. you for bringing that to the show. My awesome of the week is definitely not as mindful and thoughtful <laughs> as <laughs> that's so, Something that has been so awesome for me this week is a little specific to me, but I think actually a lot of awesomes are going to want to hear about this. So, I purchased my first pair of maternity jeans. So if you're getting caught up on the show, we're pregnant, expecting baby number five, which we're very excited about. My goal was, can I just make it to the end of the first trimester wearing my regular clothes? I almost made it there. But I had heard in our sort of awesome hangout group, some people talking about how truly amazing. This new line of maternity clothes at Target is especially the jeans. Now, If you've ever been pregnant before, you know, maternity jeans can be hit and miss for sure. Mm. (laughs) There's usually some issues like how does it fit, especially across the tummy and those types of things. So I actually heard I'm not going to name the awesome who suggested this, but one of our awesomes was like, I took myself to Target and I got a new pair of maternity jeans and I am not pregnant. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) But these jeans are amazing. So if you're at Target and if you just happen to go by the maternity section, they do have a new line from Isabel Maternity. And these are the crossover panel bootcut jeans. And I'll put a link in the show notes if you all want to look and check them out and see what I'm talking about. But the great thing about this particular design for these maternity jeans, is it has like that expandable sort of panel where you can, as you grow into pregnancy, you can have that full coverage. But, and I think this is why people who are not even pregnant love them. When you fold that panel down, it's really kind of discreet and they're like a pull-on jean. And so it's almost like getting to wear jeans with a built-in kind of like a little tummy shaper, little shaper thing going on if you want a little extra shaping through the middle. And they're really great. I have been loving them. They run about $30 at Target. I'll put a link in the show notes. But whether or not you're pregnant, if you're just looking for some comfy jeans, especially if you need something comfy through the holidays. That sounds great. (laughs) These Ingrid Maternity crossover panel bootcut jeans. I do love a bootcut jean at Target have been awesome this week. So I'll have to see if any other awesomes have checked Mm -hmm. them out. That sounds great. Yeah, so fun. Well, those are our awesomes of the week. Just as a reminder, you get to share your awesome of the week with us every single Friday. You can do that either over at Instagram, that sort of awesome show where we put up a post every Friday morning for you all to share your awesome of the week with us or in our sort of awesome hangout group. We have a thread every single Friday where you can tell us all about what is making your life a little better right now. So if you have not joined us over there, You can do that by going to facebook.com slash groups slash Sorta Awesome Hangout. Awesomes, it's definitely the time of year when all of us want to find our workout clothes that are going to look great, feel great, and not break the bank. My solution to this predicament is a brand called Fabletics. If you haven't heard of them, Fabletics is a fashion-focused activewear brand founded by Kate Hudson. Its mission is to empower women by making a healthy, active lifestyle accessible to everyone with its exceptional price point. No matter if you're gonna go hit up your favorite yoga class, if you've got CrossFit on your schedule, where you just like to go for a walk with friends, Fabletics has you covered and carries gym wear suitable for any type of workout. It's really your one-stop shop for affordable gym wear and all of their designs are created in-house. Before I forget, Fabletics is offering the awesomes an incredible deal you don't want to miss. You can get two leggings for only $24 and that is a $99 value when you sign up as a VIP. Just go to fabletics.com awesome to take advantage of this deal right now. It's fabletics.com awesome. You get two leggings for only $24 and There's free shipping on orders over $49. I'm loving the Fabletics leggings that I got. The material is super stretchy. It's lightweight and it kind of just smooths everything out and holds everything in. I could live in these all day. They're that comfortable. If you've never tried Fabletics, I really recommend starting at their collections page. You can see what their trending pieces are. They release brand new styles and collections every month. And when you're a VIP with Fabletics, you get 50% off of regular pricing and instant access to their latest collections and the best part is there's no commitment to order on a regular basis you can skip any month so if you are ready to get in shape and feel confident stepping into your workout routines with trendy and affordable gym wear you gotta get over to fabletics trust me you don't want to miss out on this very special offer remember it's two leggings for 24 dollars a 99 value when you sign up as a vip All you got to do is go to fabletics.com slash awesome to take advantage of this deal. Now, fabletics.com slash awesome two leggings for $24. And the best part is there's no commitment to purchase monthly and free shipping on all orders over $49. Again, fabletics.com slash awesome terms and conditions do apply. All right. Like I said at the top of the show, I know that you awesomes love to talk about the Enneagram. And I think that one of the reasons that this system of understanding personalities and people really lands so strongly with our awesome community is we are often really focused on how to find the good and the positive and the healthy in any situation in life. How can we uncover the awesome in everyday life? And when... Thing that has drawn me over and over to the Enneagram is that although it does encourage you to look at some of the maybe negative behaviors or unhealthy behaviors that you might be prone to, the Enneagram also always gives you a path to growth and shows you how you can move in those directions and move in those patterns that are truly going to bring healthiness and richness and just like a fullness. To your life. And so through the years, lots of us have loved discovering what our type is. And then we kind of start doing a little typing in our minds, (laughs) you know, what our husbands or our sisters, our best friends might be. So, Beth, I thought this is the perfect time of year for us to think about okay, we're about to be in a big mix and match of people between like office parties and family gatherings and church you know, Christmas plays, all of these things where all of these personalities are mixing and matching in a short amount of time. So I am so excited to get your guidance on this as we talk about the Enneagram at the holidays. Mm -hmm. So I thought, let's just go ahead and start at the top. We always, you know, most Enneagram stuff starts with type one. I have a very, very strong one wing. So I relate to a lot of one stuff for sure. So as we talk about each type, I would love to hear you kind of talk about the really great, awesome, positive things each type brings, what we need to be aware of that each type might be dealing with, and then kind of like, what's a good message for them? So let's start with our one sometimes called the reformer types or the perfectionist. Let's talk about type one. Yeah. So the
1: ones are going to bring an awareness of time and what needs to happen during the Christmas holidays, like planning, whether it's, you know, we need to cook the meal, you know, in these stages or these ways, or we need to open the presents at this time or go to this Christmas Eve surface at this time, they're going to have a good sense of when things need to be done in order for everything to get done. And so there's going to be a preciseness and an awareness of that. Okay. Yeah. That makes so much sense. Yeah. And they're probably going to wrap the presents really well too.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That that attention to detail, they're going to bring like the most lovely wrapped presents for sure.
1: Right. Where they could get tripped up is the same thing where... They feel that it has to be done this one way. For them, there is a right way to do things. There is a right way to wrap the presents. There is a right way to systematize or organize the Christmas schedule. Yes. And so if others disagree or don't follow through in the way that they feel is the right way, they can become short, maybe curt in their speaking manner and insistent and, you know, show you where your thought processes are wrong. And so that can create tensions and conflicts. And they're, for others, it feels like they're being criticized yeah. when the one thinks they're trying to help. And so there's this disconnect that can happen there. Um, and so others can get defensive and push back. And the one is thinking, I'm just trying to help. And so there is that disconnect that can happen.
0: Yes, definitely. I wonder too, if you might speak a little bit about ones in their inner critic voice. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's something that just like inwardly might flare up a little more than usual during the holiday. Yeah, it's absolutely. Yeah. So their inner critic, we all have this
1: inner voice, you know, but theirs has a megaphone and it's literally blaring in their ear, berating them constantly. What should be done shouldn't be done, whether it's them or others. And they assault them with all the imperfections of the world. It's not that the ones are really looking for the imperfections. It's that it leaps out at them and assaults them. And the inner critic won't let up until that type one fixes it or has someone fix it. So that can spill out into others and they're telling others what to do or how to fix things because they're trying to get a reprieve from this inner critic. And I think everyone else has this inner critic, but they don't. And so others won't come through In the same way, the one will, which can really cause resentment for the one because they're like, why are they making me do it? Why am I the adult person here that is the only responsible one? And others just don't see the world the same way they do. But that's kind of what's going to happen. So I think one thing that others can do with the ones in your life and how to love them well is they're really wanting to know and hear that they're good. So you know, you don't want to patronize them or flatter them, but you do want to say, you know, I know that what you're saying is for either my betterment, the betterment for the family or the schedule. And I really appreciate your thoughtfulness and trying to keep things on track. So showing them that you see their intentions as good is going to be really helpful. It's going to let them know that you see them for what they're hoping to come across, Mm -hmm. even if it's not landing on you the right way.
0: That is so good. I love that. And I have a number of ones in my life who I love dearly. And just like finding out that piece about the inner critic and this sort of pressure that that brings to them helps me in so many ways to have just compassion and understanding. Right. Again, I have a strong one wing, so I do get it. I have my inner critic, but my inner critic is really only tuned onto myself. It's not yes. it's not seeking, you know, the right and wrong and the injustice of the world. It's more just like, you know, inner criticism. So I relate yeah. in that sense. It would be such a relief, I can imagine, as a one to have somebody affirm the goodness of What they're doing, and to also maybe not take it personally when they're trying to Mm -hmm. keep everybody on the schedule and they're not trying to make things fun, they're trying to help move everybody through the holidays in a way that you know it ends up being fun for everybody and they see right so right exactly.
1: And you know, the inner critic one thing that's you know really interesting about it is how people can kind of think of it is almost like a bat, and the inner critic is just beating the one up. But what I want to tell the ones is. This is not the Holy Spirit. And a lot of times, this is the biggest aha moment for them like, wait, what? Yeah. And I'm like, no, like (laughs) the Holy Spirit is going to speak clarity and beauty and succinct and assurance and freedom. This is not what's happening with the inner critic. The inner critic is just really berating them. And that will be really helpful for them to start discerning who they should be listening to. Oh,
0: that's so good. Such a great message for ones, for sure. All right, let's move on to our type twos. These are going to be our really supportive advisor types that are a lot of times really nurturing. I feel like in a lot of ways twos might like really come alive at the holidays, but I could see how they might also overwork themselves.
1: (laughs) Oh, for sure. Yes. So The twos are amazing at providing everyone a warm hug. And I don't just mean physical warm hug. I mean, through presents, affirmations, cookies, cakes, you know, amazing, thoughtful presents. They're very mindful of bringing the love they have inside outwardly into showing others that they're loved and wanted. And that's what they're wanting. And so what happens is if others aren't showing the same towards them, they think that they're dispensable, disposable, unwanted, unloved, you know, not valuable. And that's not what we want our twos to feel. And so what happens is they will spin their wheels even more if they feel this way, or if they feel rejected, like, oh, I have to do it even better. I have to give more and more because they're looking for some sort of love and affirmation being told to them. Mm. But if we realize that they're wanting to hear you are wanted in love for simply being you, not because of what you do, not for, for what you give, even though that's great. We appreciate it. But just we love you. Yeah, That's going to be an important message for us to give them this holiday. And that can be through gifts, could be through, you know, warm cards of affirmation and being specific. All of those things are really helpful. But whatever you can do to communicate to them, look, I love all of you. And I love how you demonstrate your giftedness of advice giving and gifts and support. But at the end of the day, I just love you for you. I just want you to know that that's going to mean a lot to the two.
0: Definitely. Yeah. So some challenges might be that they may be moving into overextension mode. What direction does two move when they're in distress?
1: They'll move towards the average, the unhealthy characteristics of eight. So they're going to become pretty demanding, controlling. Okay. Insistent. So when you start to see those qualities come out in your two, instead of just jumping on them or like, why are you like this? You know, whatever that is that you do Mm -hmm. towards them, start to realize, oh, they're under stress. Maybe they're not hearing that their love for just being them and they're feeling insistent on things. And so how can I communicate the love that they need to hear in the way they need to hear it? So that's when you can start to feel for them versus feeling defensive for yourself.
0: Gotcha. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. Especially, I love this about the Enneagram. It helps us to look at the behavior of others. Instead of reacting to it, we can really pause and think about what's going on here and how do I respond in a way that's not exactly. you know going to react and create turmoil and just kind of create these bad cycles of whatever, of negativity and healthiness for both people helps you to really respond with sensitivity and compassion. Right. Exactly. Love it. So is there a special kind of like message or maybe like a mantra that you would love for twos to remember through the holidays?
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, the biggest thing is that for self-care and this is really
0: hard for twos.
1: Because in their personality world, their personality is going to scream at them, you're being selfish. There's others that need help or this, that, and the other. But it's just like being on an airplane. When that oxygen mask comes down, you have to put yours on first so that you can adequately and in a real way help others. Mm-hmm. If you go running around the cabin of an airplane trying to put everyone's mask on, you will die because you need oxygen. But if you put yours on first and take care of those that are nearest to you, then you can help others in a way that's really helpful for you and them. And so we need the twos to take time for themselves, to nurture themselves, to feel their emotions, to work through things, and not to believe the lie that you're being selfish because that is not true.
0: So great. I know that's going to speak to so many twos. Right where they are what they need to hear right now. Yeah. All right. Let's move on and talk about threes. Threes are our achiever types. I definitely resonate with a lot of three stuff because nine does move towards three in health. So I always love to especially tune in to what we're talking about when we talk about three. So these are people who are they're pretty success oriented. They're driven in a lot of ways. They're achievers. So I'd love to hear about our threes at the holidays. Yeah, so they're going to
1: pretty much knock everything out of the park. (laughs) So if it's if they're hosting the Christmas dinner or getting presents, they just have a way of excelling everything to make everything great and accomplished and look good. And so we can really enjoy those qualities that they have because you know, you might walk into a Christmas party and man, it is just really done up. It's got amazing food spread. I mean, I know that I went to a Christmas party last year with a type three husband and a type one wife. And man, it was amazing. It was actually perfect. (laughs) Seriously, it was just like the food quality. I mean, it was just great. So they can really just bring it to the next level, which can be a lot of fun. Now, the hard part is if when getting everything together for this Christmas party or office party, if it's not going in a quick, efficient, productive manner, they can become very frustrated because they have a plan and a process and they love efficiency and quickness. And so sometimes they can cut corners or even become a little short with people and trying to get people to quicken the pace up. Right. And so they're just going to want to be mindful of that, that not everybody works as quick as they do. Not everyone's mind is as quick as theirs. And so just to learn to have some patience for others is going to be really important as well. And that, The accomplishment, like the goals that you have are probably not what you're going to and others enjoy the most. Being with the family, an atmosphere that is cohesive and harmonious is going to be much more of a celebration than just making it look good and everyone is upset with one another.
0: Totally. Yes. I have noticed threes tend to be very high energy. And definitely, like you said, have that quickness about them. And so I can see how they might get frustrated with other types that tend to work at a little bit lower energy level. So that is such a great insight.
1: Yeah. And so one thing I would suggest for others that are relating to the threes is to understand is that they think their image is who they are. So, and you only will be able to love them if they can put off a really shining image. Mm. And so if it's the best party, the ugliest Christmas sweater who wins the prize, you know, like, I mean, there's like whatever they can do as the best. Yes. They think they must in order to be loved or worthy of admiration. So what they long to know is that their love for simply being them, that they don't have to achieve. That doesn't mean we disregard their achievements. We can still say you're awesome, but I love you or I admire you because of you, not because of the accomplishments.
0: Those are just extra awesome stuff.
1: Yeah. But you, and I enjoy you. That would mean a lot for the three to be able to hear that from others.
0: Love it. What's a good message for threes themselves to kind of hang on to and really an intention they can kind of set through the holidays.
1: Yeah. So, you know, the threes are always and constantly thinking of goals, tasks, projects that they can accomplish. And so, I would just really recommend that they take the time to just be. Mm-hmm. So, when I work with my threes, learn to exhale, learn how to be a human being versus just a human doing. Oh, that's, that yeah. Be present in the moment. That your accomplishments, as beautiful and wonderful as they are, is not going to be as important as you learning how to just be with your family and to be in the moment and enjoying what Christmas is about.
0: I can see how, as a high high energy, high activity type that it would take like a true practice of discipline to just Mm -hmm. be able to sit and be that would kind of feel like, oh, this is really hard. Like in the same way for nines, engaging in communication that might feel like conflict feels really hard. I'm sure for threes just to sit and be and like sip hot cocoa by the Christmas tree would feel like, oh, this is taking a lot of effort.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it can because their mind might be thinking, okay, well, you're not achieving, so you're not going to be admired. You're going to be seen as lazy, but that's not what's really true. And we're not saying do this for four days in a row. We're saying take some time each day with the family to just be, to just relax, to exhale, to rejuvenate yourself so that you can excel on the other times that you're not just resting. So, but learning to rest, to have silence and solitude for any of the types Mm -hmm. is really good. Now, well, you won't get into it, but the nines is a different silence and solitude. (laughs) it's a more active one than, because we can do that. No problem. So ours has to be a little bit more engaged than your typical silence and solitude.
0: Yes, totally. That is a thousand percent true. (laughs) All right, let's move on to the fours. I have so many fours in my life. I love them dearly. My sister, Emily, who's a regular and sort of awesome is a four. And I'm always wanting to learn more about how to really embrace and support and experience them in all of their Awesome fourness. In fact, they're the individualists, So they really want you to see them as how unique and amazing they are because they are so individualist minded. So yeah. let's talk about those fours at the holidays. Yeah, the holidays, they definitely
1: don't want to go with the dorm or anything that's kind of typical, boring. They want to stand out. And it's not just, I don't want people thinking, oh, so that everyone's paying attention to them. That could sometimes be the case, but they want people to see real beauty, real creativity, authenticity. Fours have this really unique knowing inside that like what real beauty is or what real creativity is. Like they've experienced it and they're trying to get back to it. And they want to find it and bring it to us to see and experience. And so we need to be willing to be a little bit more open-minded and receptive to the unique qualities and the unique things that they bring to us and see it through their lens. You know, otherwise, I know at least my personality type can be very cookie cutter. Let's just keep everything normal, people. Like,
0: yeah. Well, what did we do last year? Exactly. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's keep it the routine. <laughs> but
1: we might be missing out on some really awesome experiences and emotions and depth and insight that we wouldn't have probably been privy to had we not been with a four. Yeah. So we really want to enjoy what they bring yeah,
0: and not push it to the side. Definitely. I can think of I'm thinking about my sister so many ways that she does do this. And I'm sure that she does kind of feel trapped in a lot of our sort of families. Just like we do tend to just like, well, that worked last year. Let's do it again. I'm sure a lot of times she'd be like, couldn't we just... <laughs> Try. Yes. <laughs> Try something yes. different. Right. Even though she's not a one and we were talking about ones with their gift wrapping, she really does enjoy wrapping gifts. And every year she goes out of her way to like set a unique theme that she only uses for that year. And it's like the wrapping paper and the ribbons. And I mean, it is a production and she does it not maybe like in a three sense that would want to do it to be like the most right. well wrapped gifts. She does it because she loves it. And I can see how that sense of like being able to look at her presence under the tree and seeing like how uniquely and beautifully done they are would bring some fulfillment to her personally. Right. Exactly. And that's what's going to be so fantastic
1: is just look at what the fours bring during Christmas in regards to beauty. Now, if you have a man in your life and you're like, What? It's not just beauty as in like what us females think. It is creativity, depth, insight, emotions. There's just so much more to that word, but they are longing to bring these things to us because they've tasted it in, in a way that a lot of us haven't. And so we don't crave it like they do. And so giving them that space is real honoring to them. And it helps them to feel what they long for. They want to know that their love Mm. for simply being themselves are seen and known for themselves, which is special and unique. So a lot of times they feel misunderstood. And, you know, honestly, a lot of times we do misunderstand fours. But if we will be curious and ask and let them teach us or show us, we can learn so much from them and just enjoy what God has done in and
0: through them. That's amazing. I love that insight. What are some challenges that we may experience as we're interacting with our fours during the holidays, particularly if they're feeling some of the stress of the season?
1: Yeah. So fours can get emotional. Or they always have a lot of emotions and they know all their emotions. And what can really happen though with those emotions is it can come over them like a tsunami and paralyze them really. They feel like they have to work through their emotions before they can move forward. So a lot of people can see this as being moody, temperamental, dramatic. And so if we look at it from a different viewpoint as a tsunami of emotions, a lot of us deal with one, two, three emotions at a time. I mean, they're literally dealing with a lot of different emotions and they're feeling all of them. I know for me as a nine, it's like one emotion that's too big is too much, <laughs> let alone more than just one. And I know I'll shut down if they're too much. Yeah. So. For me to have compassion for my fours and to realize that they're not sitting around choosing to have a tsunami of emotions, it literally comes in and happens to them and it can be painful. Now they do love their emotions. They're not trying to get rid of their emotions and nor should we try to get them to stop having emotions. What we do hope is that we can help them have balance in their emotions. This doesn't mean get rid of emotions or have less emotions. It's balance. So Whatever emotions they're having is for them to be able to be proactive with them versus reactive yeah. and to be balanced versus, I guess the word a lot of people do use is dramatic, but that's not how they're really seeing it. It just is overwhelming. And for us to have compassion, to be patient, to listen to them is a great way to help them to walk through that process.
0: Something that has been a huge area of growth in my relationship with my sister is me realizing the importance of just sitting and listening and not trying to shut down the emotional tsunami. As a nine, my like instinctual response is to be like, oh, it's fine. Everything's okay. Don't worry about it. Everything's going to work out. Do not worry about it. Yes. I've done that for many, many, many years until I really kind of came across this dynamic with fours, that just being with them in that and not trying to talk them out of their feelings or fix their feelings and just kind of being a safe harbor as they're experiencing this, like you said, tsunami of emotion is very valuable. Whereas I felt like I can't fix this. So let's just pretend like it's not happening. (laughs) Right. But that, that was actually so not helpful and really made her feel like she wasn't seen or valued in the wholeness of who she is. And so that's been a huge marker of growth for us. It's been a discipline for me to kind of sit and be with her in emotions as she experiences them. And it's really opened up for her ability to trust me with more of what she's experiencing, knowing that I'm not just going to be like, it's fine, don't worry about it. (laughs) Right, exactly.
1: That's a really great skill for any of us to have. And that's really great that you guys have gotten to
0: that place. That's beautiful. Yeah, so what's a good message for fours as we're in the holiday season?
1: Yeah. So fours, they struggle with envy because they feel like there's something defective and flawed in them and that others possess qualities that they lack. And I just would love for fours to know well, guess what? We're all defective and flawed. And, you know, no one has more innocence than the other. Like God has gifted us all beautifully, different and unique. And so I want them to know that they are not like this over the top defective and flawed, like they're beautifully made and created by God. And he uniquely sees them for exactly who they are, and that we need to as well and to extend our gratitude
0: for the unique qualities they bring to us and the world. Love that. Such a powerful message for fours. Absolutely. Okay, moving on to our fives, our thinker types. I'm married to a five, so I'm always listening really hard when we talk about fives. I know that the holidays can be wonderful for fives, certainly. Although it definitely does kind of drain their energy in some sense. It's a lot of peopling, which fives may not prefer. So let's talk about those fives at the holidays.
1: Yeah. So for those that don't know fives very well, I kind of describe them as, well, all of us have, let's say a battery inside, like a cell phone battery. And your brand new cell phones are kind of like those extroverts that can keep going for a long period of time, especially the more they're around people. It's almost like a Mophie case and you hit the button and they have more energy. (laughs) (laughs) And then your introverts are kind of like your battery lasts about 75% of the day. And then you got to go plug in. You know, you can't go the whole, can't be with everyone all the time. Yeah. Well, fives kind of have only 20 to 25% every day. Like that's max. Yeah. And so for them, they have to ration out that internal energy with what's going to happen that day and interaction with people depletes this energy. Now, this doesn't mean they don't like people. This has nothing to do with that. This has to do with that relationship dynamics deplete their energy and they fear catastrophic depletion. So a lot of your listeners, I'm sure, watch YouTube or Netflix on their phone, and they know that if their phone gets down to like 10%, Especially five percent, they're probably not gonna want to stream things right. if they need their phone the rest of the day for whatever, you know, yes, calls they need to make or texting. So they're probably gonna shut those down and go, Well, I guess I don't have enough for the rest of the day. So I'm gonna have to do it tomorrow or watch it when I'm plugged in. And that's how a five is. A five has to strategize their interaction with people. Well, the problem is people don't think that way. Or <laughs> most people, they intrude, they think, hey, I'm gonna surprise you or I'm going to come into your office space or I'm going to interrupt your reading because I want to connect with you. And that's a loving thing to do. Well, not so much for a five. (laughs) Yes. And again, it's not that the fives don't like people. It's that when people intrude on their privacy, especially when they're trying to recharge, it can deplete them immensely. Mm -hmm. And so we want to ask our fives, where are you at with your energy reserves? How can I best help you? Or let's say you have a Christmas party that night And I'm just making up a name. Let's say your husband's John and John is a five and you've got a party to go that night. Well, ask him, hey, how are you doing? Do you need some time alone to recharge? Because I know this is going to deplete you even more. What can I do to make this the better experience for you? And that shows like care and understanding Or if he's like, hey, I only have like 10%. So when we go to this Christmas party, I might be only able to like give this much or I'm going to let you talk because I just don't have any more words for the day. I had a big meeting and I'm depleted. But understanding the five from that perspective lets us to not take it so offensively or like they're trying to be cut off from people. That's not what this is about. So hopefully that will help people.
0: I think that's so true and relevant. I can remember in our early days of marriage We lived far away from family. And so we would travel home and stay in the homes of my parents and his parents. And I can remember that he would like be in the living room with us, but he'd be reading a book or something. And that Mm -hmm. whole, now my in laws obviously were used to kind of how he, his dynamic, because they raised him. But our family, they would definitely take offense. Like, why is he sitting here with his nose in a book? We're supposed to be talking and, you know, blah, 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 or watching a movie, which my family all talks through anyway. But for him, it was like almost like a self-defense mechanism to have like a way that he could check out, but still be around people. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So they will, if they can't physically isolate themselves and go into a secret, secret place, Mm -hmm. they will construct that in some form or fashion. Like you said, a book, ear pods, you name it, but they're just needing that reprieve. So they are fearing catastrophic depletion. And so if we recognize what that looks like for them, we can try to help advert one, their core fear from happening. But how can we also maximize the giftedness or the ability for them to be with the people? And so making sure they're as charged up as they need to be to go into that next family gathering or
0: Christmas party. Love that. So helpful. What's a good message for fives through the holiday season?
1: Yeah. So the fives, what they're really longing to hear is that your needs are not a problem. And for the five, they're trying to minimize their needs and hoard their resources because to them, asking for something is literally making someone else suffer. Like their needs are that big of a deal or that burdensome to others. And they don't want to do that. So they make sure they have very few needs and so they don't have to ask for help and they can just be independent and have autonomy. Again, this isn't because they're just being mean or they don't care about people. It's they don't want to hurt other people and they don't think their needs can be met. And so what we want the fives to know is your needs are not a problem and that we're here to help and serve you. Now, we still want to maintain boundaries. So we don't want to force our care onto them because that could be intruding. Yes. But we also want them to know we are here and this is not a problem that we want to serve you, but we can still give them the ability to say, yes, help me or, or no, I don't need help.
0: That's so good. And I think sometimes fives get a bad rap for not expressing emotion or maybe we feel like because they don't express emotion a lot that they don't actually experience emotion. In my experience, I think fives are actually deeply sensitive emotionally. Very sensitive. Yeah. Yeah. But like you said, they also really have that fear of being depleted. And so kind of accessing their emotions or expressing to someone that takes a huge act of trust for them. Yes. Very. So I think, you know, whether it's the holidays or any time of year when you're interacting with a five and they do trust that sort of emotional core to you. I mean, that's Really well, and here's the one thing that is
1: very important for people to know about fives is if they do tell you anything that's vulnerable or private, that you absolutely hold it in the most confidential, oh, yes, stance as possible because to them, confidentiality is huge and privacy is huge. Yes, and if you let's say you're with your whole family and he's reading a book, and then you start telling others about him without asking even if it's a good thing right without asking him if he's okay with that he can feel that that is a major intrusion and invasion on yes. his privacy oh god and again that's just partly how they're wired but just to recognize that what they told you doesn't mean that they want everyone else to know even if it was a positive thing
0: yes all right such good stuff on fives i love that I'm really excited to talk about sixes because I read somewhere or heard somewhere that it seems like kind of like this is the most common type. Maybe in our culture, these are our loyalist types. Some people might even call them the guardians. They're highly, highly loyal in relationships. They can sometimes also struggle with. Like anxiety in the sense of worrying about things or looking for, oh, gosh, what's going to happen? You know, like kind of worst case scenario. So they've got some of those challenges, but they're so highly committed and all in on relationships. So I would love to hear about sixes at the holidays, especially the good stuff that they bring.
1: Yeah. So my husband, mom, and son are sixes, so (laughs) I have lots of great things to say about sixes. And sixes are tremendous about thinking through all the things that could happen and using that knowledge to make sure the better things happen, obviously, versus but not so great, and so they can really help us to avert disaster at Christmas time if we're willing to listen. Yeah, and so they can really be mindful of so many things, and they're great at restoring stuff. So if something's broken, they are ready and willing to fix it. To be responsible, dutiful, faithful, committed to the family, they're very endearing. They have great sense of humor, can be the life of a party, especially if they're a seven wing. Yeah, and just a lot of fun and very personable. Yeah, so. They can just bring a lot of Christmas cheer and they're ready to just make sure everyone is together and experiencing kind of this communal relational experience for the whole family.
0: Love it. What are some challenges then for sixes during the holidays? So sixes
1: have, whereas we talked about the type one, having that one loud inner critic with a megaphone, the sixes have an internal committee. And this inner committee is chiming in from all different perspectives well, what about this? What about that? But this could go wrong. Well, did you think about that going wrong? Did you plan for this? Did you plan for that? Like, well, I don't know, but there's this over here too. And so all of a sudden their mind is just racing with all the possibilities, whether a slight disappointment all the way to catastrophes. Mm. And so it's everything. And it's not just about physical safety. It's about relational connectedness. I mean, it's all across the gamut. And so that can really trip them up and they can have mental analysis paralysis. So they get stuck. Yeah. And they're asking lots of advice from people or they're really anxious. Or so there's some that are anxious and they succumb to the anxiety. And then there's the other extreme where they push in and they become kind of forceful, like this is going to happen. So there's a gamut of sixes. But so we want to recognize that if you see them being more reactive and irritable, the inner committee is probably going really fast and furious in their mind. And it's hard for them to kind of calm that inner voices down. So we want to just be mindful and ask them, hey, what are you thinking? What are the possibilities that you're thinking through? Is there something that we can do to help you feel more at ease or supported or cared for that they're not the only ones out there being responsible you know everyone else sitting on the couch and they're the only ones cooking the dinner because yeah no one else sees that time is fleeting and we got to get the food on the table at a certain time so we can get to Christmas Eve service you know they're thinking of all the things that need to happen sure. so we can just ask them hey how are you doing how can i support you what's missing i don't want you to be the one to do this all by yourself yeah. And they love being connected and supported.
0: That is so good to know about our sixes, especially because probably lots of us have them in our lives. One of our co-hosts, Rebecca Hoffer, is a six and she has sort of newly discovered that. And I think it has offered mm. some great insights for her. Awesome. So did you know there's a company that's been putting the care into self-care for over 100 years? I'm talking about Knight, the company that creates plant-based solutions to self-care Knipe's already well known in Europe and it's now available in the US. Knipe's products are formulated for specific needs and their best sellers include their bath salts, bath oils, arnica gels and creams, and so much more. Speaking of their bath salts, what makes Knipe's bath salts truly unique is that the salt is truly pure. It's completely uncontaminated by environmental pollutants, it's free of toxins and chemical additives, and it's rich with trace minerals such as magnesium, calcium, and zinc. These minerals are known to ease muscles, soften your skin, and renew the body. Our family not only loves the bath salts, but also the herbal bath oils, the shower foams, and even the foot care. All of their products smell so great and the great smelling scent and feel lasts all day. For a limited time only get 15% off of your first order when you go to knipe.com. That's k n e i p p.com and use promo code awesome at checkout. Again, it's a limited time so hurry on over and get 15% off of your first order when you go to knipe.com, k n e i p p.com and use promo code awesome at checkout. Speaking of the life of the party, are type sevens, those entertaining optimists. Yes. Again, one of our co-hosts, Kelly Gordon, is a seven. They truly are some of the most charming, fun people. So I can imagine, again, this is another type I think would kind of come alive at the holidays. Yes. Oh, so much excitement. I mean, basically sevens are
1: the quintessential kid before Christmas, right? Yeah. Looking forward to it all. And that's how they are with life. Like, They're looking forward to the next five minutes and tomorrow and all these grand things that are going to happen. And so they just can't wait. And they're always talking about the future, what could be, let's create something, let's do something, having lots of possibilities. They're never short of ideas it's literally like a kid waiting for Christmas. It's yeah. the excitement of it all. Now the struggles will be that when it's over uh, yes. <laughs> or if people are complaining and whining, they are not going to be okay with that. Yeah. So they'll reframe things, make things sound positive, or they could get a little short and testy if people are preventing fun. Yeah. Yeah, being a little too critical. They'll get a little short and upset with that, but then immediately try to bring in the positive. And so we want to recognize that for the seven, they have this insatiable desire to fill oneself up with stimulation, excitement, fun. And so Christmas season can really heighten this desire. You know, there's so much to experience and so much cheer. and But at the same time, when it's all said and done, it can be a big letdown because it may not have been as grand as they were hoping it to be. And so just kind of recognizing the flip side of any of these parties or get togethers, did it fall short of what they were hoping for? Now, usually what happens is they might be disappointed, but then they're going to bounce into, but then tomorrow I have this party, you know, and like that one's going to be grand. So we want Simmons to learn how to be in the moment to be present, to see the blessings around them and to have a lot of gratitude. That is what's going to bring them satisfaction.
0: Oh, good. I love that. What's a good message that they can kind of carry with them as they're focusing on that?
1: Yeah. So the sevens would love to know that they will be taken care of. And this is interesting because... A lot of people are like, really? Well, they have this insatiable desire, right? And they just don't feel like others can fulfill their desires because there's so much. And so they feel like I've got to do it myself. I'll figure it out myself. I know what I need and I want and I'll just do it. Yeah, They would love to know that others are there. Now, that doesn't mean you could come through for them perfectly, but it's that you really do want to help take care of them the best way you can. And so ask what does that look like? What can I do? How can I be there for you? Now, we also need to realize we can't satisfy them completely as humans, but what are some of the things that we can do to make them feel seen and loved and cared for in the way that their heart is longing for?
0: That is so beautiful. Such a good message. I love that. All right, we're just about to wrap up. Just two types left. Let's talk about those eights. These are our challenger types. They can definitely be our self-confident people. They can maybe sometimes be a little dominating in a room, in a dynamic. So let's talk about Eights of the Holidays. Yeah, Eights, they
1: bring a lot of
0: intensity, which is great in the
1: Christmas season. We rev it all up, make it fun, exciting. But they're also going to make sure things happen. If there's no one leading the Christmas day or family gathering, they'll step up and do it. And they have no problem doing that. And so they'll make sure everything is kind of going the way it should go, that they are getting to the Christmas Eve service on time, and then to the restaurant reservations on time, you know, etc. And so they have no problem just keeping everyone on track. And they're not sitting around complaining about it. They just do it. Yes. Now, where it can become a problem is if they feel that It is not going the way that it should go and that people are adverting the right direction they should be going or the timeliness and it's going to hurt or harm the family. Let's say someone is keeping the whole family from getting to the Christmas Eve service on time. They're going to be pretty blunt and persistent and demanding that that person step it up. Yes. And that can come across to others as, you know, too intense, too blunt, too assertive, whatever that might be for that person. But we have to recognize that Aces are really there to protect themselves, but also others from injustice. So if they think that you are lackadaisical and not getting and keeping the family from going to Christmas Eve service on time, then they're going to protect the family and that's their way of showing love. So if we see it from that angle of them loving and serving others, it will help us to have a new lens to see the directness that they have and to appreciate it and to
0: utilize it in a way that can be very
1: beneficial for everyone.
0: I love framing it that way. I do think that eights can be very frank and very candid in their communication. And that can feel a little off-putting for me as a nine, because then I think, are you, are we starting a confrontation right now? Right. (laughs) But no, framing it as them being protective in a sense does help like for me to realign my intention that I'm assigning to them. And that has been such a huge light bulb for me as it comes to the dynamics with eights in my life.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same here, you know, as a nine, though, the funny thing is I have a pretty strong eight wing <laughs> so that I have this internal conflict happening. <laughs> but the same thing. I mean, ultimately I'm a nine and I don't like conflict. And so when I used to be around eights, I was more timid and fearful, but that actually created the same problem and more problems actually. Whereas now that I see them from a whole different light, like, oh, they are just really for people. The way they go about it is just much stronger and more intense than maybe I'm used to. But once I saw them through the light of they're really trying to love people and and I really admire their strength and their abilities, it totally has changed everything about my perspective of AIDS. I just love them. And it's actually enabled me to bring out more of my eight wing and not try to push it aside or think it's wrong or bad. And so I absolutely admire eights in a whole new way that I just didn't allow for when I was first starting the Enneagram.
0: I would love to know what eights would love to hear as they're going through the the holidays, especially because I sometimes wonder if eights feel like they don't need to hear anything. Right. Yeah. (laughs) But I wonder what message would be good for them.
1: Yeah, they do. They want to know that they're not going to be betrayed or blindsided. Mm -hmm. So, you know, especially during the Christmas holidays, there's a lot of vulnerability going on because you're around family that knows you, right? And so you, in a sense, have, you're more vulnerable because they know where to hit your hot buttons or how to hurt you. And so they want to know that they're not going to be betrayed or blindsided by others. And so we can do that by not creating vulnerabilities that are harmful to them in a sense of like exposing them, shaming them, saying things that bring out their weaknesses, because we all have weaknesses. Sure. But exposing them to others. And so we want to be mindful. They have a very tender heart. And that's why they have a strong exterior. It's kind of like. Think of it as having a third degree burn, like they're going to do everything possible to protect it. What they really have is this tender heart that if we can allow the Christmas season to open that and to expose it, we'll all benefit from it. But anytime any of us poke at it, harm it, hurt it, they're going to just bring in that strong armor to protect it again. And so we just really want to honor that space for them. And to let them know that, hey, we're not going to betray you or blindside you or harm you, but we're here for you to support you and to really enjoy the strength
0: that you bring. So, so powerful. I super love that. Well, here we are at our type. <laughs> yeah, Mediators or the peacemaker types. We can be pretty easygoing and easy to get along with, almost to the point of we can sometimes fall into just complacency because <laughs> yes. we're just so easygoing. So let's do talk about nines. What do we bring to the holidays that's good? And then what are some of our struggles? Yeah. So what we're going to bring that's really good is we're very mindful
1: of everyone and their perspectives, their likes, dislikes, and just honoring all the perspectives, wanting everyone to come to the table, to have an important place, to, you know, kind of like a round table, like everyone has a place. And that they want to be heard and special and seen. So we will make sure that those things happen, or at least we're hoping that they will. Now, where we get our struggle is if that doesn't happen and other people are dominating or wanting it their way or being dramatic, whatever it is, we may shut down and not even show up at all. We might withdraw. And Even though we know how things could change and be better and have more harmony, we might not say anything. And that can really be detrimental to the family because we might be able to bring insight and mediate in a way that's beneficial for everyone.
0: Yeah, that is... Very, very true. Just that the thing is, I think that nines are a little too good at, we just like sort of inwardly shut down. We're still there, but we're just like, go somewhere else. Exactly. (laughs) Just
1: nodding. Yeah. Yeah. mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And not just saying what needs to be said and navigating, like being the one that bringing in some of that eight wing and navigating the relationships and leading, paving a path for others, because we have the knowledge of all nine perspectives. But doing it boldly and assertively, that can be a real benefit for everyone
0: and I think that most nines as we grow and mature and move in healthy patterns, we realize that it takes practice, but it's not impossible. We right. can show up to conversations. we can express what our preferences. A lot of the times we express what our preference is and everyone around us just takes it in stride. It's like, fine, but we feel like we've done something really monumental. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Yes.
1: I think that is important, you know, for others to recognize when they're with the nines is that when the nines do speak up or are talking, that they listen. And nines can be slow and we can have our talk style can be more of a saga Mm -hmm. and maybe not quick. But if people would take the time to really listen it shows what we long to hear is our presence matters or our voice matters. We're important because we ultimately think we're not like, oh, who's going to listen to me? It doesn't matter. Yeah. But when others do listen and more than that, ask about us and then listen is a big deal. Because what you'll find is nines are going to ask a lot about you or yes. your cousin or your in-law But no one really asks the nine about themselves. But then if they do, the nine quickly turns it back on to the person. But if you can be patient and (laughs) press in, you will learn a lot of amazing things from the nine. Once they know that you really want to listen to them, then they'll open up. But they don't believe that you do. So they'll give you a quick answer and then turn it back on to you. But if you can hang in there and press in, big things will happen.
0: I'm like literally blushing right now because that's how I do conversation most of the time. I totally do that. Just, oh, I'm great and blah, blah, blah. Now let's talk about you. And I just, it is definitely a thing of like, it's very hard for me to believe that somebody would want to listen, especially because really in real life, I mean, thank goodness I have an editor because in real life, it takes me a long time to say things to get a story out. And sometimes this is something I've realized recently about myself as a nine. Sometimes if someone wants to talk to me about my feelings, I actually am not even really sure what I'm feeling. Yes. And so if you are invested enough in a relationship with me to give me time to process through and kind of give me some questions or whatever, then I can engage with my feelings. But sometimes I'm not even trying to, right. like it's not a false thing. I genuinely don't know what I'm feeling about a thing. Yes, exactly. Well, and I, when I tell people it's like, Internally
1: there's a fog and sometimes it's a haze and sometimes it's a split pea soup fog. And so sometimes when people ask me, like, you know, the best is when, you know, like on podcasts that I do, they're like, what is your favorite whatever? And I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, What? And sometimes I have clarity and sometimes I don't. And I can't really say what the rhyme and reason is. So what it's like, you know, is it can you be patient with me and walk through the fog? to get to what it is that you're asking me. So I I might have to meander or talk a while and then I might land on it. But most people aren't patient enough to do that. And I can tell. And so I don't even want to go there because it's like, well, I'm not that important to you. But if people will be willing to say, hey, I know that you may not know the answer to this, but I'm willing to wait and listen. Why don't you just start talking and we'll see where it goes. It's like, wait, what? And that even could be uncomfortable
0: for nine, but at least it shows like, You care. Yes, yes. That is so true. So true. Okay, Beth, I feel like I've been to an amazing seminar about Enneagram. But before you go, I have to ask you, because I know one of the main things you do at your Enneagram coach is you provide actual coaching for people in a couple of different formats. And I'm just wondering, because I know there are awesomes who are listening right now who are thinking, okay, you know what? Maybe 2019 is the year that I take the time to invest in myself understanding who I am, learning how to grow in healthy ways. And that is exactly what you do. So I know we're short on time, but what can you tell us about what you are doing in terms of providing these services to people who are ready to take that next step?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So if you still don't know your type, there's a couple of options. If you go to your Enneagram and you look in the upper right-hand corner, you'll see a yellow button to take a free assessment. And when you click on that, you're going to go to a web page that has three steps And the reason why we do three steps is because Enneagram assessments, no matter how great they are, are not a hundred percent because it's asking you about your internal world. Well, not all of us know our internal world very well. Right. So we don't want to just believe an assessment when it comes to the Enneagram. It's just to guide you. And so that will guide you in a direction. The second step is a free PDF download of all nine types and their core motivations, why they do what they do, which is what the Enneagram is all about. Mm -hmm. download that for free and look at it. Maybe pass it around your family, have some good laughs, Mm -hmm. but find the type that has your core motivations. What are you running away from your core fear? What are you running towards your core desire? What's your core weakness? The thing that always trips you up. It's also called the passion or the deadly sin. And what is your core longing? Like the message your heart longs to hear. So do that. And then the third step is my discovering you course. And this is, A two hour course broken down into 14 modules with a workbook where I'm going to teach you what is the Enneagram, how to use the Enneagram, like your internal GPS, and then an overview of all nine types that I recommend for everyone. Watch it with your family, your teenage kids on up. And then once you found your type, what you really want to do, the absolute best next step is my Exploring You course. This is my private coaching turned into a course. So I have five pre-recorded videos for every single type so that it's unique for your type. And in those five sessions, I have guide sheets that break down your personality type into bite-sized lessons so you can learn, stretch, and grow without becoming overwhelmed. And you're going to learn exactly how to use the Enneagram to navigate your own internal world so that you can
0: transform. And it is an amazing process. I love that. I do think that the Enneagram, when you really dig into it, it genuinely is transformative. So that is so amazing. I want to send everybody over to your Enneagram coach.com to check this out. And because we're really finding out your type is such a huge thing, but then like knowing what to do next. Just to have somebody kind of walk you through it, that is incredible. So,
1: yeah. And we do it in a way that's more like a Cliff Notes version. Like you're getting all the important content, but it's super easy to understand. Like we're taking out all that complexity that the books have in it, which, you know, they're great books. I love reading them. But a lot of people are like, wait, what is happening here? <laughs> and we make it super easy to understand. So
0: fantastic. Beth, thank you so much for your time. This is such a busy yeah, time of year. Thanks for having me. Thank you for your time. Just remind everybody, so wait, your is the website. Mm-hmm. Where else can we find you social media wise?
1: Yeah, social media. I am on Facebook, but the most popular place is Instagram and it's at your Enneagram coach. Yes. I just love it. We have a great community of people that chime in, tag their friends, encourage one another. We spend two weeks on a topic and I break down that topic for each
0: of the types so you can learn
1: for free about yes. each of the types.
0: So join us there. You are a perfect example of somebody who is really using social media, especially Instagram, to really teach and guide and inspire people. So thank you. Yes. If you have not followed Beth over there, you've got to go do that. So thank you again, Beth. This has been so much fun. Just as a reminder, you can find me on social media at Sorta Awesome Meg. The show is on Twitter at Sorta Awesome Pod. And you can find us anytime on Facebook at facebook.com slash Sorta Awesome. We at the Sorta Awesome team are wishing all of you the happiest and healthiest and most awesome holiday season yet. So thanks so much for listening and we'll see y'all next time. Sorta Awesome was created and is hosted by me, Meg Teets. Sarah Robertson is our assistant producer and production collaboration comes from Kelly Gordon and Rebecca Hoffer. Kelly Gordon is our digital media producer and we are so thankful for the ongoing support from our listener supporters. Music is provided by the band Prager. You can find more of Prager's music at pragermusic.com. To find show notes on this and every episode of Sorta Awesome, and also to spread the Sorta Awesome love to all of your friends, you can head on over to sortaawesomeshow.com.